listening to a podcast from Light FM. Unlocking the secret to better parenting. This is Growing Pains on the Light Breakfast. And today we're talking about boredom with our resident child psychologist, Katiana Azman. Now, uh, one issue that keeps cropping up is the issue of boredom. Kids, mm. teens, and even adults frequently experience that feeling that we call boredom. So boredom. what is that? What is boredom? What's happening in that state of boredom when we feel bored? I think it's just an absence of preferred stimulation, right? I think that's how, to, how I process boredom. Preferred so stimulation, it, an absence of yes. preferred, okay. Yes, in terms of preference, right? Okay. So I think that, you know, to say that it's an absence of stimulation is, I feel not 100% mm. accurate because sometimes kids and even us, we might have as many options as possible, but it might not be something that we are interested in doing at that stage in time or mm. something that we just aren't really keen on. So I feel like it, it's more linked to preference, right? Or right, more preferred right. stimulation. And so an absence of that makes kind of feel like yeah we're just not not being stimulated excited encouraged you know whatever word you want to use in the right way and so it's just kind of stagnant and yeah it is something that is a necessary and normal part of our everyday life but some people struggle with it more than others I was once uh, told that feeling bored was like playing masa masa or something or having this like cake <laughs> there where you are pretending to eat it but there's no mm. taste and there's nothing there oh mm. right So it's that sense of wanting that thing but can't quite put your finger on it or hold it or 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 make it real. Having the full experience. Or not even mm. knowing what that might be, right? Yeah, Yeah. Mm. Um, which is difficult. Obviously, it's human condition. Humans go Mm. through it. You rarely hear adults say, I'm feeling bored. And yet science and doctors all say that boredom is very important Mm. to a child's development. Mm. Mm -hmm. Can you just give us a... Heads up on why. For multiple reasons. I think that boredom or this lull in stimulation is important because one, it's a really, really important space with which people can build upon things like creativity, imaginary play, problem solving. These are all things that are quite, as we know, integral portions of growing up and sort of being an independent individual. And so these are usually the spaces or boredom are spaces where these types of things can be fully developed or develop, you know, can be encouraged specifically. So I think that when we have a child who doesn't do well with boredom and expects to be stimulated all the time, that means that they're not actually allowing themselves the space to build upon those things because they rely on just things being fed to them, right? So whether it's from the outside, exactly. Mm. Externally, so you're expecting like mom or dad to come up with an activity for you. You're expecting right. the TV to net to to stimulate. You're expecting so there's a lot of very passive participation in the things that are going on around them. And so I feel that when kids are kind of in that space where they have to constantly be stimulated, I think that's a problem. It also sort of becomes a problem with, as we all know, as you get older, there are going to be periods of time where things you are exposed to things that you don't enjoy mm-hmm. and things that you have to do <laughs> even though you yeah. don't want to. And periods of time where you're just sitting waiting. Waiting, yes. Yes. Mm. And that's the other thing, right? Is that children are inherently impulsive creatures because of the way their brains are developed. Their impulse control center does not exist. And also the (laughs) fact that their attention span is very, very small. And so 
boredom is a way to enhance upon all of those things. It helps allow us to learn patience. It helps us mm. practice an extended period of focus. Those are all things that come from being bored. And so that's why I think that you see a lot of adults who struggle with waiting and queuing and taking their turn and not yeah. seeing you know, the results of things because I think a lot of that is that it's all instant gratification. Right. Waiting. Um, it makes so, so yeah. much sense. Like, I never really thought yeah. about it until you mentioned it right now. Boredom <laughs> gives us an opportunity to think, basically. Yes, and to, to take action. Respect, for right? us to start the Process. action. Yeah. Yes. And some of the best ideas you come up with is when we're bored. Because we're bored, we have that chance to like simmer with our thoughts. And mm-hmm. the same, of course, obviously works across the board. Whether you're a child or an adult, mm. it gives you a chance mm. to, to actually think and mm. entertain yourself in your head. Creativity yes, yes. and all starts mm. with bottom. That makes so mm. much sense. Yeah. When then does it turn into something that we should or could see as a red flag? If it's uh, mm. persistently being said that the child is bored, I'm bored, bored. I'm bored. When mm. does that turn into a red flag or does it? Well, that's the thing. So usually when we have children who are bored and anyone who's got a, a school age child at home would have probably heard that term quite a fair bit. Um, but if you have a child who's <laughs> yeah. really struggling to entertain themselves or to continue and even if you put them on an activity say they can't entertain themselves you come up with an idea you develop a game for them you put them onto something and within a few minutes they're turning around and they're like I'm bored or I want to do something else that is indicative of a child who has a very very short attention span and is extremely impulsive this is something that is more acceptable the younger they get so Mm. the attention span of I believe a first grader should be somewhere around like 50 minutes to 20 minutes I believe mm. is the stat is the expectation so if you have a child who is say 10 mm. at which point you know standard three or year four who you would expect would have closer to about half an hour attention span and this child is coming to you every five minutes mm. saying they're bored they want to do something else that means their attention span is just not at where we would like it to be right. so could be an indication that we're dealing with an attentional issue something mm-hmm. like attentional deficit disorder or attentional deficit hyper Hyperactivity disorder is the way we describe it now. Mm-hmm. So that could be a red flag that you could look into. But of course, I would say to parents, like, make sure it's also happening at school. Like, if your child is just bored, quote unquote, at home, mm. uh, but it's perfectly fine at school, like, teachers are not seeing this issue, teachers feel that the child is perfectly engaged that it's probably just that they have developed a bit of a reliance on you coming up with activities for them Mm -hmm. or they have a preferred activity, hint, hint, screen time, um, (laughs) which they might be after that Mm, you're not giving them. Mm, So there might be a behavioral explanation for why they always see their board. So let's talk about, especially those kids who are old enough to kind of understand the idea of sometimes you get bored, Mm. uh, sometimes you figure out what to do so that boredom goes away. We've got school holidays coming up. That's quite a few weeks and Mm. not all of your friends are going to be around and there are going to be times you're going to get bored. How can we as a parent help our kids set up their own strategy or how to Mm. think about like the holidays, for example, in terms of planning? So I think, yeah, it's always good to help kids plan, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And this is something that they're not going to be able to do naturally because of the development of their brains at that stage. So I still can't. (laughs) I still struggle. (laughs) They still need help in that area, right? So whenever parents go like, oh, go play, go find something to play, that might be a little bit much for some kids, especially if they're quite small. Mm -hmm. So I would Mm -hmm. say with the holidays coming up, moms and dads should kind of start discussing things now, right? And be like, okay, so this is what the holidays are going to look like. This is how long it's going to be. 
there going to be certain activities that we can plan ahead? So like trips to the zoo or the, the science center or whatever it is that you can actually plan ahead, plot it into a calendar. So get a family calendar for one of the common spaces in the house, start plotting out activities that you can plan ahead. Mm. And for the days where there are lulls, which is inevitable, we're not asking parents to have itineraries for their kids every single day. Um, <laughs> I, I hope not because I'd really be struggling in that yeah. arena already. What I would recommend for parents is to have activity boxes. So to have certain activities, this goes back to actually the Montessori way of uh, teaching kids about play, mm -hmm. where you have stations or boxes in this case of activities that the child is then required to choose from. Oh, right? okay. And leading up to the holidays, you can prep these boxes. So you could have a box with one particular type of game. So like masa masa, mm. having like all the masa masa ingredients in right. one box. Mm. You could have a box where there are Legos and building blocks. Right. You could have a box with arts and crafts. Mm. And these boxes are going to be clearly labeled and put into a row in one particular part of the house where the child would normally play. And that will give them with options as to what I don't like putting everything into a big bin and having them kind of rummage through it because mm. that is overstimulating mm. your child. So this goes back to, like I said, Montessori teaching of play. And so I think kind of having this available and then the child will be like, okay, so on periods of time where there's no activities and you can use your calendar to this benefit. Like, okay, so I'm noticing on this particular Thursday, we don't have anything planned. So this is a day where you have all of your boxes and you are going to pick two boxes that you're going to oh, use throughout okay. the day. Right, yeah. right. So they can then choose which they prefer, but it is available at that point in time. So this can be an, sort of the buildup of excitement that you guys get into now as school holidays are about to commence where you mm. go and get the stuff or pack the boxes together and they kind of know like this is all in store for them. For older kids, they might have different plans, but you know, for younger kids, they might have different interests. But I think it's important that you kind of prep this for them uh, and then right. have that calendar very visually for everyone to see so they know on what days they have different things going on. Right, it's like giving them options but also limiting the options to what what's available to them because I can imagine like my little niece going like, where's the iPad box? Yes, <laughs> yes. So you These can are also all say, the options? Like, yeah, so you can also say like, yeah, well, you know, because it's school holidays, you get to use your iPad a little bit more than usual. Mm. But this is, or these are the windows with which the iPad can come into place. So I love mm. using these calendars because mm. kids are very visual. And so having them on the board and going like, okay, so when the clock looks like this, that's when I get my iPad. But before the clock looks like this, this is the stuff that mommy and daddy are letting me play with, right? So it allows mm. them to kind of have a little bit more independence and autonomy because you're not telling them you have to do arts and crafts now when they yeah. don't want to. But it's also narrowing their options to mm. a specific set so that helps them kind of like pick things rather than having to go like, well, I have a whole house of things that I could possibly do and you yeah. want me to pick that. So it's narrowing mm. things down. That makes sense. Super helpful. Mm. Thank you. Thanks. You're welcome. I'm off to prep. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock. That's S-Y-O-K.